but I remember watching playthroughs when I was younger, which I probably shouldn't because yeah. it's quite a quite a, a raunchy game. Hang on, two sex. <laughs> Welcome back. Sorry about that, lads. <laughs> Harry, your tea's ready. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Real Geeky Podcast with myself, Harry Petgrew, and my co-host Joe Strong. In this podcast, we discuss everything to do with the entertainment industry, and this week's episode, we will be joined by a special guest to help us talk about all the big video game announcements this week. George Foster is a respected games journalist who currently writes for RPG site and PlayStation Lifestyle. He also hosts a podcast called TetraCast and recently graduated from the journalism course at USW that me and Joe are currently studying. Welcome, George. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. A bit weird to hear recently graduated. I guess that doesn't feel quite real yet. But. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so um, we're going to jump into the first topic today, which was the PlayStation 5 reveal. So, George, what's your views on the new PlayStation 5? So I think the event was something that we've all been waiting for for a long time because Sony have been completely radio silent on what they're doing with the PS5 so far. Um, so it's it's the sort of thing that every single week you'd hear a rumor about, like, okay, coming this week, didn't, coming this week, didn't. And then it finally got announced it was coming. And then obviously because of more important issues, it got delayed a week. So the the tension was palpable and I think they absolutely nailed it. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Sony fanboy, I, I will admit. Like I'm the sort of person who buys all of the first party games and collector's editions and stuff like that. But I still think that the showcase had something for everyone there. Um. And the concert itself looks fantastic. Like I've seen people, it's got like a lot of memes about it already because it's a bit of a yeah, weird being shape, a Wi-Fi router. Yeah, that that's the one. That's the best one. But <laughs> I think I think it looks cool. I think it looks quite sleek. Like it's clearly very futuristic. And obviously, they've re- they announced quite a lot of games that should be launching with the system. Um, mm. Some a bit controversial with maybe the Spider-Man one maybe not being a full release. We're not entirely uh, sure of yes. that. Uh, so Insomniac had to clarify about this later on. Uh, I think it was yesterday they released a statement. It isn't Spider-Man 2. Like very, very notably, it's not Spider-Man 2 because they want to keep Peter Parker's story like a separate thing. They want that like as their big title after Ratchet and Clank, presumably. A hero is just someone who doesn't give up. Your dad said that. He was right. Now it's your turn. Go be a hero, Miles. Okay, let's do this. But it is like a standalone title. So if you've played Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, or Infamous First Light, it's something like that. So about 10 to 12 hours of new content, new mechanics, uh, presumably a new area of the city. So it's not... The, the rumour came out that it was an expansion and a remaster of Spider-Man PS4, but it's not. It's just like a, a smaller, more contained title. So it's just as exciting in my eyes, I think. It, it does look really cool, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I've been wanting them to do sort of a Miles game for so long, and I, to see that, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it and makes with sense. the success from, like, um, Into the Spider-Verse and all that, and yeah. be, becoming more of a pop culture icon, I think that's a really good decision. Yeah, I think he's he can be even more interesting than Peter Parker. I just... I didn't really like, this is going to sound nitpicky, but the way they portrayed him in Spider-Man PS4 wasn't like very interesting. Like he was, he didn't have much nuance to him. Whereas in Into the Spider-Verse, he's just the best Spider-Man ever. 
Like that's that's my favorite Spider-Man film. I think it's because we've seen Peter Parker so many times portrayed yeah. in other mediums as well. It's nice to have a bit of a change. Yeah, definitely. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. So what was your favorite uh, game from the announcement, George? Um, ooh, there were quite a few. I would definitely say Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet, we are too late. Ratchet? Who? I think not only have they been missing, well, they haven't been missing, they've, they've been about, but they haven't had a proper full game since 2016. And they're always really good system showcases. So with this one, the whole, the premise of it is that you can jump between worlds instantly. You can teleport around the area because of the SSD and the PS5. So basically the SSD is a solid state drive. I don't know much about the tech of it, but I've heard enough people talk about it. I can kind of yeah. tell you what it is. It means that the loading time is near instantaneous. So within seconds, you can be from one world to another. And they showed that off in the trailer. Mm. And it's just it's just incredible. Like Ratchet and Clank is cool enough as it is. I've, I've always enjoyed the games. But to have something so next-gen looking in it is just really exciting. Yeah, because I remember they did a showcase for the SSD and they used spider-man ps4 as an example and it was like you know the the subway load times that's like really long on the ps4 Mm. edition they literally showed it on that and it's literally like you teleport like straight away so i'm really i'm really looking forward to seeing what that does and uh what are your thoughts on some of the other games that were announced at the conference such as horizon forbidden west uh resident evil village and the little big planet revival so i can't believe i didn't mention resident evil 8 earlier that that Resident Evil 7 is one of my favorite games, maybe ever. It it was really it's, it's the sort of game. Yeah, I don't know why. I just uh, when it came out, it was the sort of game that I hadn't played many scary games at that point. So it mm. was probably my first ever real scary game. And then getting through that was just the best feeling. And then whenever a new friend would come around and be like, "Oh, we've gotten PS4," I'd be like, "Actually, you play the first hour of Resident Evil 7. Get get really scared. Like it, it's just that sort of game for me." And eight looks fantastic. Chris? Sorry, Ethan. Why? Really weird, though, like Mm. werewolves and like, which isn't really a Resident Evil thing. So I'm interested to see where they go with it. Yeah, because I remember I've played four and five. I didn't play six because loads of people are trashed on mm. six and it, 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 it didn't appeal to me but these new games seem to be in a be taking a big change in direction that i i I'm, I'm, i'll have to check them out but um yeah i'm so i was surprised that little big planet had a revival yeah so was i when was the last game i can't remember when the last game was so 2015 yeah little big planet 3 was a second year ps3 game i think because uh, mm. Little Bit Planet 2 came out in 2011 I know that because I was a obsessed 12 year old like I, that that was the game I was just completely obsessed with at the time so when they mm. did I have a really bad habit of when they do reveal trailers I'm I'm trying to guess it straight away so like within the first few seconds I'm like, mm. oh my god it's uh, Jack and Daxter it's this like just shouting names at the screen and then as soon as you <laughs> saw like the zipper on Sackboy I was like oh my god it's Little Bit Planet like what are they doing what's that doing here I didn't think we'd ever see that again uh, so I'm really excited for it. I think Little Big Planet without the creation stuff is a really interesting prospect. 
I never really did the creating stuff. I wasn't very good at it. So just focusing on the world and the characters, sign me up. So excited for that. Yeah, because he's one of PlayStation's mascots that I, I quite often forget about. Yeah. Like when you compare it to like Ratchet and Clank and like Crash Bandicoot. Like I don't know. I think they're, they're older though, aren't they? Yeah. So more people are going to respect those. I think. Mm. But Sackboy had yeah, such true. a massive impact. He he was the first PS3 mascot, I think, in in many people's eyes. And he it was the first game I played mm. on the PS3. Uh, when was the first Crash game? First Crash. Uh, like yeah, that is PS1 before, days, before. so 1990, yeah. I think. I know it was Naughty Dog, yeah. but the specific year, I was way too young. That's mad that Naughty Dog went from Crash Bandicoot to The Last yeah. of Us. And Uncharted as well. Yeah. They're, they're, they've always been on fire. Easily one of the best developers. Yeah, that's what I was surprised. I was surprised that no Uncharted was announced. Because like, mm. I, f- I thought they would at least like try and do something for next gen, but obviously they seem to be happy with four and the lost legacy i don't think that's the last we'll see of uncharted but they've left it in a in a position where if they're going to continue with the series it has to have a point it can't just be oh uncharted 5 because it's ps5 like nathan drake shouldn't come back he had Mm. he had his finale i think that went well so i think if they're going to do it they have to find a different way of doing it so i don't think we'll see uncharted for a while i wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see it again but i think because it sells so much and it's so critically acclaimed it will come back it's just a matter of when now yeah and then horizon oh my god those graphics but whatever comes i will be ready that is one of the best looking games i've ever seen in my life that's like one of the one exclusives for PlayStation 4 that I haven't played. Mm. And I think I really think I should because it looks really interesting. But I, what's the, what is it like? Because I don't really know what type of genre it it's, is. It's an open world third person like shooter, but with bow and arrow instead of like guns. And you have like spe- different weapons, but the main focus is on uh, bow and arrow gameplay. Okay. I, my biggest shame is that it's the only PlayStation exclusive I'd never really gelled with. The mm. first one, and I've got it. Re- I reinstalled it on the PS4 last night because I'm gonna have to go through it again before the next one comes <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, it that seems to be like their big, their first big game because Mars Morale, Mar- Mars Morales isn't gonna be a big game, it's gonna be like a little yeah. showcase of what the PS5 can do. But then Horizon looks like the one they're gonna go, okay, this is why you want a PS5. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So um, I think we'll move on to topic number two, and I think that's our Last of Us discussion. I'm going to find, and I'm going to kill every last one of them. as the new game's coming out June 19th. <laughs> so um, what's your experience with this game, George? Uh, so for The Last of Us Part 1, it's one of my favourite games of the last generation. Uh, I completed it six times now. Oh my God. I realised, I, I did a playthrough before the second one comes out, just because I was like, oh, I'll do it on the hardest difficulty, why not? And I, I looked back and I was like, oh, I must have completed it five or six times now, like just just without meaning to, just occasionally revisiting it. And obviously, it, it's been remastered as well, so that added a few onto my tally. Um, this 
the reviews dropped as well. I don't know if you saw, but it's it's a ninety six on Metacritic, ten ten out of tens all over all over the board. So I couldn't be more excited. I I'm so ready for it. Same yeah. I think I've completed it. I'm I've completed it two times. I'm on my third now before it comes out, yeah. and I've just. It's such a good game. Like the detail in it is amazing. Like I'm picking up on things now because I think when I first played it, I was like 15, 14, and mm. I didn't really understand a lot of the things that are in the game. But now I'm a bit older. Like I pick up on things that I didn't pick up the, the original time I played it. Yeah. And it's just such a detailed game. And it's the best probably 40 quid I've ever spent because <laughs> I don't really play games multiple times. But that's one game I always revisit. Yeah, no, that that is a strange one, isn't it? Like everyone who I've talked to about The Last of Us has played it, has definitely played it more than once. Like I haven't seen that in a game like it. I guess it's because it's so, it's got such a cult status. Like, it is one of those generation defining games. When was it released? It was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. It was the same year yeah. as GTA Five. So there was this whole which is game of the year, and I, I think most people would have gone with Last of Us. Because it came out on the PS3 first, didn't it? Yeah, and then the next year was the remaster, and then that's probably 2013 is probably the game that had the best games by far. Oh yeah, like, 2013 was a strong year. It was it's unreal. The fact that both those games come out and they still did really well is mm. unreal. And GTA 5 as well. Like even even in the PS5 reveal, they mentioned GTA 5, and they're like, oh yeah, this is coming. Why did I move here? I guess it was the weather or the I don't know, that thing, that magic. I thought we was trying to get out of this bullshit. You sounding more and more like a snee-eye itch every day. Yeah, it's got, it's gone past, it's gone through three console generations That's now. mad. That's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know anyone who likes GTA that much. Someone was saying, like, what would they do with GTA 6? Like, how would they build on GTA 5? Like, it's literally almost impossible. That is a very interesting question. I, I think the idea would be to not to improve on, to have the, to have one player this time. I think you, you go with one character, really flesh them out, and you make it a smaller world. Because they've, they've already said, we're not doing like the massive, like San Andreas world, we're going to do something smaller. So that to me says Vice City. I think it will be Vice City again. And I think it will be one character, but really focused this time. Yeah, because um, I always preferred GTA 4 to GTA 5. Yeah, like, GTA I always preferred the, the world for some reason. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to go anywhere but San Andreas again, just because we've been there, like you said, for three console generations. GTA 4 was New York, wasn't it? Liberty City, yeah. The New York sort of rip-off. Yeah, it was. I I love that game so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, I think we'll move on to topic number three, which is favorite childhood games. So, George, what's your favorite childhood game? Woo! Uh, there's there's so many possible answers for me, um, because I spent well, I spent all my childhood playing games, but <laughs> I think the one that will always stick with me because I have it tattooed on my arm there well all of them really is kingdom hearts the world's made of light and darkness you can't have one without the other i don't care who this organization is or what it's planning there's nothing to worry about right go where there is some place i want to go and someone i want to see it has been far too long friend specifically kingdom hearts 2 
But that game and that series is what got me into gaming journalism. Just knowing as much as I did about it, absorbing all of the information I did from playing it. It must have been like 200 hours of just running around. So I just, it was just the game I knew everything about. And then when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, well, was being teased, I was like, they, they did, they released the trailers and I could notice stuff in it that I wasn't seeing being mentioned. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should write something about it. And then eventually I did. And that's what kickstarted it off. So that will always have a very special place in my heart. Kingdom Hearts is the um, the it's the combination of Disney characters and Square Enix characters. Isn't yes, it? exactly. And it's because uh, I, I was thinking about this before the show. I was like, oh, it would have to be Kingdom Hearts. And even though Final Fantasy is like a, a big part of it, the Square Enix side, like I think it's it doesn't really need it anymore. So that's controversial yeah, okay. because if they didn't have Disney in it, people are gonna gonna freak. But I think it can be its own thing now. It's. It's got a loyal fan base. I, I know that. Mm. Um, so, um, what is the actual? What type of genre is it? Is it? I, that's the thing. I've never actually played this game, but I've heard it. Heard so many people talk about yeah. it. So, could you just give like a quick like explanation of what what type of game it is? So, it is. It's an action RPG. So, it's RPG elements like leveling up and uh, killing enemies for experience. But there's also it's also real time combat. So you're not like it's not turn based. You're not there like oh okay you attack then I attack you're always in the moment. So okay. for someone who at the time was, I think I must have been eight or nine, it was the perfect sort of you're in the moment playing the game, but you're also like having to think about it. Um, also, to, to the question of favourite games, you could also say any Spider-Man or Batman game, anything with a licence on it, I was stupid enough to play way more than I should have. Joe, what, what was your choice? I must feel bad for saying this name, but when I was a kid, Lego Star Wars oh, yes. Saga. Such a good game. Oh, I remember like playing that, coming over from school at like four, dropping the school bag down and then just playing that until about nine yeah. sometimes. <laughs> like, so I'd, I'd like complete all the missions, like unlock all the characters, then just delete it, start a new slot and just do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Little Big Planet, I used to play on PSP Ooh, yeah. a lot as well. Yeah. That one was up there. I used to like that one. Big fan of Little Big Planet. What about you, Harry? Um, I d- did a bit of a controversial choice in the franchise that is, but I chose Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which is oh. the one from the Wii. <laughs> the internet because... has just collectively raged. It's the one I was introduced to because I had a Wii first. Like I, mm. I didn't have a GameCube, so I never got to play Melee. And obviously, the new ones, not many people had a Wii U, so I didn't get to experience yeah. that. And uh, I've I've played the one on Switch. Is the Switch one called Ultimate? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, that one. That one's really good because it's got all the characters from all the games, which yeah. is really really good. It's the um, best one by far. But I, I know what yeah. you mean with Brawl actually, because it was really the way I was introduced into it. Like very very briefly, it wasn't wasn't like how it is now but i then bought a wii u just to play the wii u one so even though oh my god that that one is now like awfully outdated because at least brawl has the the story mode and all the mm. other ones have different stuff whereas the wii u one is just kind of redundant now that probably is my favorite one just because I, mm. I put the most time into that yeah because i just remember it was like my first experience with like co-op play as well like being able to like actually sit next to someone and play a game instead of doing it online and i just i i I really like that game especially especially with like all the characters as well that it's not just nintendo characters it's like yeah uh 
Capcom, like uh, Solid Snake. Like, there's loads of different things. I think that loads of people will enjoy. Yeah. So, um, I think we'll move on to topic number four, which is if you could turn any video game into a movie, which would you choose? But like, obviously, the stigma of bad video games doesn't exist. So this is like the perfect representation of the game mm. in a film. So what would you, what would you pick, George? I hate to sound boring, and or, or maybe I'm just being really relevant, but I think The Last of Us is the perfect sort of gaming movie. And I I know they're doing that on HBO. They're doing like a TV show, but yeah, with the writers of Chernobyl ad, that sounds like it's yeah, gonna be really that's good. That's gonna be fantastic. That like that's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, that that's my point. Like you hear The Last of Us is a movie slash TV show, and it just works. I don't think there are mm. many games out there that are well, God of War, the most recent God of War. That that could be quite good. Yeah, all the PlayStation exclusives, because they're such story, they're, sto- they're such story based. I think they could tr- easily be translated into a film. They're yeah. all they're all very story focused, so they're almost like yeah, they're almost like movies anyway, just with bigger sections of gameplay. That that's the problem yeah. when you when you translate something into that. That's I think that's the difficulty they have is that you take away the interactivity element of it. So it's it's yeah. such a struggle because that's a such a big part of game's identity so then you have to make sure that the story is really really good you have to make sure that's worth sticking around for and i think the last of us from my most recent playthrough it still holds up completely yeah because i think even that would be a a struggle as well to try and condense a 16 hours of worth of gameplay and that's just the first last of us Mm. into a two and a half hour film would be quite hard yeah but I think it is definitely if it's if it's possible. I definitely think The Last of Us is the the game to do it. Yeah, and I think in the format of a TV show, I think the problem of condensing it goes away because you can you can definitely split it up quite smartly there. I think. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. Um, so Joe, what did you pick? So I I think that even though it, similar films have come out, like you know there have been a lot of apop- apocalyptic films, but I think Fallout Four could be a good film. This wasn't the world I wanted, but it was the one I found myself in. This time I'm ready, because I know war. War never changes. But the whole narrative of being in a nuclear shower, you know, your family getting killed, loads of people dying, and then waking up in a, you know, it literally a radioactive wasteland. I think that could be quite cool. Mm. Even though it kind of has been done, I think that would be promising as a film. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I think you could definitely... Fallout has enough unique elements to it, like Pip-Boy and the uh, Brotherhood, stuff like that. I think that could definitely give it a unique spin. So I, I think Fallout is a good choice, is as good a choice as any. Definitely a stronger choice than Elder Scrolls, I'd say. Yeah, that's the thing. I've never really played Fallout, so I wouldn't. I don't really know the story for it. So if I'd seen like a film come out for it, I'd probably go see it because then, because I'm not exposed to it, I'd probably be um, more numb to some of the hard hitting moments, maybe. Mm. Well, I think Fallout, this Fallout games generally, they do have like a main story path you can go down, but generally it's more about the world and what you're doing in that world. So I think. If you put anything into the Fallout universe, it could come out really strongly as a film. You just have to have the the right plot for it because the universe is definitely ready for it. I didn't complete Fallout Four, but I played most of it. Mm. And but 
Fallout 76 was really bad though, wasn't it? That's yeah. the one people didn't like. They're, they're trying to pick it up and uh, apparently it's working bit by bit that, and there's definitely like a dedicated community. There are people who, who die for that game. It's crazy. Like they spend so much time in it. Like, I'd love to have that much dedication to a single game that everyone else doesn't seem to like, but generally yeah. <laughs> it was worth missing, I think. I think that's me with Battlefront 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Battlefront 2 is good now. Like yeah, now <laughs> such after everyone spent forty quid on a game that was crap. Yeah, that, it was so bad to start with. But that that's the greatest gaming redemption story. I won't hear otherwise. Yeah, true. In in what ways I haven't played Battlefront two. In what ways does it expand on the first one? It doesn't. Re- well, the first one was just mostly multiplayer, but it's just yeah. like they add more people. Like you have the prequels in this one, mm-hmm. and obviously the first Battlefront was only original trilogy, and you get new newer heroes. It, it, it's really good now, but at the beginning it was really mm-hmm. rough. So, so can you play as like Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, like people like that. Like yeah, Obi Wan, Anakin. Yeah, it's all it's everyone you can think of now. I mean, like they don't really have much of the TV show characters, but like that's because it's just hard to translate them into like a realistic graphic i think with obi-wan is it the young obi-wan or is it young the older one young one yeah um for my choice for um if i could turn any video game into a movie i chose conquer's bad Fur Day, Ooh, which is a classic which is a <laughs> well i've never really played this because I, I haven't owned an xbox or a nintendo 64 but i remember watching playthroughs when i was younger which i probably shouldn't because yeah. it's quite a quite a, a raunchy game hang on two secs <laughs> welcome back sorry about that lads harry your tea's ready (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i chose conquer's bad fair day i am the great mighty poo and i'm going to throw my shit at you a huge supply of tish comes from my chocolate starfish how about some sketch, you little twat? Um, it's quite like a ra- raunchy game, and it's it. I don't know. I, it always appealed to me because it, it has like loads of movie references in it, and obviously they take like something that's really innocent and make it like quite dirty. Mm. And it's just a really funny game. I think that'd work really well as like a comedy. But I don't know if you'd be able to get away with it today. I think I think if especially because it obviously has to be animated. I think you could definitely get away with something like that it's just i wonder if conquer has the lasting appeal now because it's obviously it's only had the one game and then hmm. when rare was sold to xbox it's just never been seen again it got re- remastered but conquer just doesn't exist anymore i'd love to see him come back because i've played i played the xbox remake of it i've even got the really old strategy guide for it and i loved it uh That's so cool. i think that'd be that'd be a really good choice but i just i think conquer needs to come back first yeah, like I think the only way that's going to work though is if they remaster it for maybe next gen. Yeah. But I don't know, they just don't seem to want to do anything with it. Like they always use them as like some sort of publicity stunt and then never yeah. seem to actually do anything with it. That's rare nowadays though. They've got they've got this back catalog of like so many amazing titles like Banjo-Kazooie and Battletoads and they're just not really used very well. Ever since they were sold to Microsoft, that's the w- the worst they've ever performed. Yeah. It's it? a, it's a shame like, because like Sea of Thieves, which is their most recent game, is actually supposed to be pretty good, but it's a very specific market. Mm. So you have to, like, because I tried to play it on my own. It is not the sort of game you can play on your own. You have to be playing it with friends. So you can't really get the experience of it ah, okay. as much as I'd like to. 
Right, so I think we'll move on to our last topic, which is just having a quick chat with you, George, and uh, asking how you got into video game journalism and yeah. why. Um, so the why of it is, I think, at a certain age, all of us kind of ask, okay, what the hell am I going to do in my life? Where, where am I going? Like, what, what do I want to do? And I had never considered hmm. gaming journalism as something I could actually get into. It was always sort of like a dream job. So... Yeah. eventually I sort of realized it was when Kingdom Hearts 3 was being announced. I was like, actually, like I know enough about games and I, I love writing. So why not try and combine the two? Um, mm. And then when I got to sixth form, I started writing for little websites, just get my name out there, get some experience, like having a few articles. That I could be like, Oh, I've done this. And then slowly it's just kind of snowballed into doing it full time. Uh, a week doesn't go by where I haven't wrote something now written wrote. Yes, I'm a professional. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. You've you obviously now work for two very respectable mm. sites with RPG sites. How did you get in with them over the little? Uh, so that one, that one's interesting. Uh, well, it all it all links back to each other. So I started writing uh, volunteer work for this Kingdom Hearts Focus website. So that's KH13, and they were. This was in the lead up to the release of Kingdom Hearts 3. So I was just doing work for them all the time, just uh, analyzing trailers, writing news pieces up, that sort of thing. And because it was completely voluntary, RPG site were like really keen on that. Mm. So RPG site isn't voluntary. Like that, that is like a paid position to review stuff. But because I'd shown like the passion for a certain, for a certain game franchise and the willingness to work, even though I wasn't being paid for it, I think that's what gave me the edge. Mm. So after a few months of like talking to them about maybe joining, it just, it just they were just like, yeah, we definitely want you on the team, and it's never stopped from there. It's the be- best decision I ever made writing for them. I think that's that's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think that's all we've got time for this week. So um, thanks for listening to the Real Geeky Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow all of our social medias at Dragon Media USW. You can also listen to all the podcasts that we've done in the past and this current one wherever you get your podcasts and on the Dragon Media website at dragonmediausw.co.uk. Thanks for coming on, George. Cheers, George. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys.